Today's episode is brought to you by our own bonus episode. Download the best-selling Maddox vs. the Universe from iTunes, Amazon, or madcastmedia.com. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from weaponized drones to Alex Jones. <laughs> With over one million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is Mikey, the audio engineer. Hey there, Maddox. And as always, my power bottom commanding lieutenant moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Yes, hello, Maddox. Welcome great, great back. To be here. Welcome back, everyone. Always a great show. Always great to be with these fine gentlemen. Today, we've got an interesting debate. City life versus rural life. Which is better? Then later in the show, we'll round it out with some headlines as always. But first, please welcome to the show my esteemed guest, the very talented illustrator, Friend of the show, and someone I'm proud to call a good friend of mine, Leah Tishone. Oh. Leah, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Maddox. Thank you. Welcome much. to the show. Well, Leah and I go back a long time, probably about 15 years now, at least. Right? Yeah. We met because I was a fan of yours, and yes. I drew pictures for you in, in an attempt to audition to do a comic book. That's right. For those of you who don't know the Leah Maddox origin story. Okay, this is it. This is like a comic book coming to life right here. Holy she sent shit. me She sent me an email a long time ago. So I wrote this article on my website called Extreme. It was something about extreme corn nuts, right? Extreme <laughs> sports, that sort of thing. And Leah said, hey, um, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm an illustrator. I'm wondering if you're interested in doing a comic book together or something. And she, I said, okay, sure. Send me some samples and uh, you know, we'll talk about it. And I expected to never hear back from her again. And then two weeks later, I get this beautifully illustrated article of mine that she made herself. She interpreted, and it was amazing. And so that was the rest is history. We decided to make a comic book together, and she flew out to Utah, and we met. And uh, oh, it sounds so much less creepy when you say it because yeah. I, it's just like a random fan that flew to Utah to meet you, and uh, your girlfriend at the time wasn't pleased. <laughs> no, 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 she was nah, not. She didn't like me. No, but that's okay. That's well, okay. no, I mean at first, but at uh, first. you guys have grown to be yeah, really good friends. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, but I should mention, Leah has done work for Sky and Telescope magazine, The New York Post, Doug Benson, Dead Mouse, Opie and Anthony, Charlie Sheen, The 10-Minute Podcast, which we just had Chad Kelchin on a week or or so ago, Uh, Tom Green, and most impressively of all, The Alphabet of Manliness. (laughs) Yeah! Yeah. Charlie Sheen? (laughs) Alphabet of Manliness. (laughs) <laughs> what? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> better. I mean, I got to draw penises in Alphabet of Manliness. I got paid to draw penises. You oh, did? Wow. Yeah, you that did. That trumps up. They paid you? I got paid to draw dicks. So Leah illustrated the boners chapter in yes. Alphabet of Manliness. Boners, knockers, what else? Obedience. Yeah. And I think one other one. Yelling, maybe? I can't remember. Yeah, that was a great, that was a really fun book to work on. I worked on with so many talented illustrators on that book. Eight of, eight of them, I believe. It's probably the least of them. No. She was the I best. would say. They, she was the they were all incredible. All the illustrators are incredible. I've kept in touch with all of them. But uh, anyway, Leah, I should also mention that you just finished a project that you've worked on for a long time with Dino Stamatopoulos. You've probably heard of his work. He's worked on Moral Oral, TV Funhouse, Mr. Show, Mary Shelley's Frankenhole, and he's worked on Harmontown, Community, Lucky Louie. Anomalisa and a billion other shows. He's created like half of those too. Yeah. Dino has is a powerhouse. He's worked in this industry for a long, long time. How did you get in touch with Dino? How did you guys uh, come to work together? We had a mutual friend, and uh, our mutual friend introduced us, and uh, this that was in 2009, and we really started working on it around May of 2013. So it took 
three and a half, over three and a half years to finally do it. Yeah. And I worked extensively on it. So So this this graphic novel that you just finished is called Trent. Yes. Yeah. And it's a musical graphic novel. I've never really seen anything like this before. We like to call it the first musical graphic novel that ever came into existence. Right. So I think it's true. And um yeah, so it's a musical graphic novel, so you can actually listen to the corresponding parts of the novel and read the novel at the same time and listen to the music is what I'm trying to say. That's really cool. Yeah, and you and the music is free on the website. Yeah. Yeah, so the and the graphic novel is called Trent. And what's it about? Can you give us a quick, uh, like, what's a, what's a summary of, of what's it about? We'll just start to say that not everyone's mom would love it. It's got a, some infant death in there, but it's not. That's not the real crux of the story. It's 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 the main focus, but it's not the point of it. It's a kind of a it's a light tragedy, but it's also a very dark comedy. And Dino wrote it on the, a long time ago, years and years ago, and um, it's his it's his first baby. And so he's very proud of it. So this has been in the works for over three and a half years. Yeah. Three and a half. It's been a long time coming. It's finally out. It's an amazing, amazing work. The illustration is fantastic. The The music is fantastic. The writing is incredible. Well, thanks. Yeah, I can't wait. I'll link to this on the website, guys. You really should check it out. It's called Trent, T-R-E-N-T. Yeah, it's got some good endorsements from some well-known people. Yeah, like- Andy Richter wrote the foreword to it, right? Yes. And who else endorsed this thing? Uh, Charlie Kaufman, who came, who wrote Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Oh my Mind. gosh, and Charlie's wow. a legend. Holy right, cow. Dude, right? Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, so amazing. Yeah. Paul Saul. Yeah. yeah, Dana Carvey. Dana nice. Carvey, incredible, incredible impressionist. Yeah. Mikey, you, have you ever done anything with Dana Carvey? <clears throat> no. He's uh, Dana Carvey did an impression show, which he's, he's yeah. gonna. We're gonna have the guest on uh, Brock Baker at some point. Yeah. Coming up, but uh, Brock Baker did. I think did a show with uh, Dana Carvey. He was on that impression show that he did. Yeah. But yeah, but uh, uh, who else? Uh, Leah. Um, and David Cross. And there David is. Cross, of course, oh, I yeah. love David Cross. Yeah. Inside the book, this is a little. It's kind of a hidden egg, but there's a conversation between me and Louis C.K. About wow. about the start of this book, so wow, so that's, that's something. amazing! Wow, Damn. very very cool. name droppy. Yeah. All right. Well, no, I, I mean it's it's worth it. It's an amazing project, and uh, a lot of amazing people have endorsed it, and uh, amazing people worked on it. So we're very proud of you, Leah. I have this need to hear Trump say, "A lot of people have endorsed this." Go ahead. A lot of people have endorsed this. Oh, <laughs> that's right. You know, I I'm such a goof. Sometimes I forget to mention all the guests in studio. We also have Donald Trump again. He's sitting in the corner. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us again, Donald Trump, this week. He's sitting on a, a little wooden stool in the corner, and uh, he'll he'll be reading some tweets at the end of the show. Yep. Thanks again. Uh, also, a bonus episode update. Now, I have a contest going. If you guys send in any fan art or fan music, uh, and if we play it on the episode, if we post it, if we select you as a winner, then you will get three bonus episodes for free. And the next bonus episode is coming really soon. We'll talk about that in a minute. But speaking of, here's a song from our very own David Kirsch. David, if you guys recall, was on the show several episodes ago. But he sent in a song. Listen to this. This is pretty incredible. He's referenced almost every inside joke and reference on this show that we have made since its, since its existence, really. Everything from the drawling Aussie to our bad ombre. And Weird Matthew McConaughey, just everything. It's amazing. I'm going to play part of it now, and I'll play the rest of it at the end of the episode, but listen to this. Hey there, you shithead. Everything you do is shitty. I'm ashamed to say I know you, because your life is such a pity. Yes, it is. So we my ass choke on my jizz. (laughs) On my jizz. 
I just want my t-shirt I don't want your fucking mad bucks You try so hard to Ass. be a shill But each one of your ads sucks Whoop-dee-doo Blowhards don't blow as hard as you Oh yeah, it's true Suck my fucking D. Oh, suck my fucking D. Oh, suck my fucking D. I mean, literally. Yeah, we get it. We know what you mean. Pineapple and citrus and coughing turns into wheezing. So allergic to your bullshit. Yeah. Wow. Such a great voice wasted on such a shitty, salty song. David. I got to tell you, I've been in the music business for a while, and this guy, this, that shit right there is some real shit. Does he have something? He's Rucka? Got, I think he's got it. He's got it, huh? Yeah. Is he going to be, do you think he's he's worthy of Rucka Records? Uh, we'll see, We'll man. see, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll if to... the chain smokers can have a top hit, I mean, that's, that's going right. straight to the top. Yeah. Exactly. What'd you think, Leah? Uh, yeah. Zero <laughs> An exasperated sigh from Leah. All right. So... Last week, Leah, we had a debate about Alex Jones and whether or not he'd lost his mind because his behavior has gotten more and more erratic over the years. So we put it to vote. And the audience with a 65% vote voted yes. Wow. He has lost his mind. Well, I don't know if you, I don't know if you argued this point, but do you think he's just trying to uh, showboat or, or top himself constantly and just get weirder and crazier just because... He has to keep this level of insanity up. But oh. enough about Maddox. <laughs> oh! Yeah, you know what? It's not right, funny. Right. Now answer the question. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> funny you should ask, Leah, because I asked the audience, what do I truly believe? And with a 37% vote, they said yes. But 63% of people said that it's all for show. That's what I truly believe. You know what, guys? I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's wow. right. Somewhere in the middle. You guys are all idiots. What? Now, here's the thing. I'm leaning towards he has lost his mind. All right? A little bit more so than it's for show. Because, of course, he's an entertainer, first yeah. and foremost. But also, he wants to be taken seriously. Don't You don't think so? Yeah, I do. But it's but it, it's a blend. It's an entertainment factor. You mm. have to keep... You yeah. have to keep... I, I, don't, think, I don't know what the word exactly. is. He knows what gets the views and... and but he's also nuts. Yeah, like, he's playing... just a little nuts, and but he knows what it, what works. He's playing to the audience. But here's the thing: there are people like what was that guy? He does the stock tips on. Uh, you know, it's not Kramer. Kramer. Yeah, it's Kramer. Yeah, yeah. So Kramer is a blowhard, and he yells, and he's animated, and he's fun to watch. But he's also saying things that aren't so crazy, such as the government has a tornado gun. And frogs are making us gay, or that we have gay frogs. Or is that what Alex Jones said? Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's there's a, a fine line between entertaining and a bloviating blowhard who's lost his fucking mind. And I think over the course of the years, that's kind of what happened to Alex Jones. And it may be who knows? It may be the gay rays they're putting in frogs in our water. Well, but. how how <laughs> that's what I'm blaming it on. But what? How many days a week is he on? I don't know. I think he and does a week. I, I do think he does a weekly show. Yeah, it's got to be two hours a day, right? Probably two yeah. hours a day. Uh, yeah, every day. If it's a daily show, you have to fill that with something. You can't have conspiracies. You know how much can you talk about chemtrails? You have to have something. So gay frogs makes sense. Gay frogs. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does come around to gay frogs. You know, if you do two hours of content a day, eventually you have to have a theory that frogs are making us gay. Uh, you know, or <laughs> you know, some people choose Naturally. not to fill their shows with bullshit. You know, aka Maddox. 
Madcast Media. No bullshit on this network. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But uh, speaking of bullshit, I got some voicemail. Uh, listen to this. Here's one. He wanted this guy called in. All right. So I talked about navel oranges versus cara cara oranges a couple episodes ago, and my exotic fruits. <laughs> and this guy called in. He said he was a doubter, and he tried a cara cara orange. Here's what he said. Listen to this. Hey Maddox, I forgot to tell you. I just sent you a picture of a cara cara orange with the markings on it. Says you are right. Because I went out and I saw them at the fucking grocery. I'd never seen them before in my life. Then I see this carrot, carrot, orange. I said, well, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to try it. So I buy a bunch because I don't buy one or two things. I, I buy a shitload. Because if I'm going to buy it, it's going to fucking last me. I peeled these things and they were fucking delicious. They were great. doesn't quite taste like an orange, but it's better. It's so much better than just the regular navel oranges or tangerines or any of that shit that you can get. It was fucking great. And I've eaten all of them, except for that one. Um, I'm not going to save it for my family. I'm going to eat that shit, too, because I bought them. I paid for that shit. I'm the one that works. Yeah. Anyway, just want to say you were right, and you'll also notice that I am not in the photograph in that picture mm-hmm. because I'm not a narcissist, and I'm not a woman. I don't sit there and take fucking pictures of myself. Yeah. Okay? People that take selfies need to die, but you got the orange and know that you're right. Wow. This, guy no, that. this guy wants to kill Punch more people. Punch an orange eater. <laughs> Yeah, punch a naval orange eater. What were you saying, Rucka? He, he wants to kill more people than, like, literally every totalitarian mass murderer in history. Well, you know what? We all have our flaws. No one's perfect. But here's the picture <laughs> he sent me. He sent me a picture of him holding a Kara Kara orange, and it says, you were right on it. I'm going to post this on the website. But uh, what, do you, what do you guys think? So Mikey Mikey is converted, and several of our listeners have now been converted to Kara Kara. The Kara Kara army is what I'm calling it now. I saw the red, and I didn't know because I've never had those before. They're amazing. I've never had the red. Right? They're amazing and oranges. Have you had them, Leah? Are they blood oranges? Or? No, they're not blood oranges. Blood oranges are much That's darker. That's what I've had. I've mm-hmm. had the blood oranges, yeah. and I didn't like it. And then when I saw it, I had no idea about the Kara Kara. Yeah, it's ruby red like a grapefruit, but it tastes good. And I know you like grapefruits, Leah. I fucking love grapefruits. Yeah, you love you. You know, <sighs> the grapefruit is is like a. Whoa, get her some grapefruit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I was gonna, uh, give me yeah, some we'll get the moaning Leah. <laughs> It'll be a, a new segment on the show, <laughs> the moaning Leah. Jesus Christ! Sounds like you're getting sounds like sickness. Well, could, you know what? Bark. We could call you. We could call you the Mona Leah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mentioned a couple episodes ago that I give my most respected guests. A banquet of exotic fruits when they come over. They try my exotic fruits. And what do we have in studio today for snacks? Oh, I'm looking over here, and we have a, some, a little thing called a kiwi berry. Have you guys ever heard of that? Nope. Learn something new nope. every week. That's right. Kiwi berries. All every right? Look week. that shit up, yeah. idiots. Mm. Now, cool. a kiwi berry is basically a small kiwi that looks like the size of a grape. Mikey, you tried one before the show. What would you think? I liked it. It tastes like a little compact, uh, on-the-go version of a kiwi that That's you don't right. have to peel. That's um, right. But I have to say, before I knew about its ex- exoticness, I thought that they were just uh, um, bad grapes. Bad, okay. You know, <laughs> what do you think, like Rucka? They look like bad grapes. They look like bad grapes, but they taste like good kiwis. They, they, <laughs> yeah. 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 They taste like old, rotten grapes. Okay. You know what, ass? <laughs> That's not what kiwis taste like. They taste just like a fresh, ripe kiwi. Leah, did you try one? I did. What do you think of my kiwi berries? Now, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, Lovely. I've tried all your berries, and I must say Whoa. that these berries... <laughs> um, these... I hate kiwi. I think kiwi's disgusting. Oh, but my God. But these... No, 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 no. These are perfect. Hey! They're perfect. 
Because they don't really, they don't have that consistency. First of all, they're not hairy. They're not fuzzy. Nobody wants to eat hairy things. Hairy berries. For no the one most wants part. a hairy berry. Right. <laughs> and uh, it's not hairy. And it's just, it's got the, the skin of a grape a little bit thicker. And the inside is, yeah, compact kiwi. And it's just, it's just enough. Because oh, I think a go. regular kiwi is too much. She loves it. She loves it. Guys, try it. It's called a kiwi berry. Sometime, they're in season now. Okay, go to your local grocer and look on the shelves. And speaking of fruits, here's another voicemail. Listen to this guy. Yeah, it's a call, a call out for the citrus bitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> to say, well, I believe you said oranges, grapefruit, lemons, limes, all that shit does not grow on the same tree. Grapefruit tree grows grapefruit. Lemon tree grows lemons. Orange tree grows oranges. So fuck you, you bitch. <laughs> Oh, shit. That was a hardcore. Call her, call out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. You got called out, bitch. Yeah. It's on. Uh, that, guy, that guy was so so worked up about that minor correction. <laughs> uh, speaking that's all of, he has. Yeah, that's all he's got. Speaking of, uh, here's another caller. Hey, Maddox. Uh, so I just stopped the podcast real quick because... He said McCarthyism was just the fear of communism. Yeah. But that's not true. McCarthyism is using false claims yeah. to fucking... Oh, shit, I should have fucking looked this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. It's using false claims. Yeah, in fairness, in deference to the caller, here's the, here's the correct version. Here you go. All right, Maddox, I just got really heated listening to the podcast. You said McCarthyism was just the fear of communism, but it's Joseph McCarthy in the, like, Senate uh, pretty much just accused people of being communists without any hard proof. So that's what McCarthyism is. It's literally accusing people without any proof whatsoever of false things. So it's not the fear of communism, you fucking retard. And Rucka, you're great. Thanks. <laughs> wow, he's like Ben Carson. I was falling asleep. Okay, so he's so essentially his argument is that McCarthyism is not the fear of communism, but but making false allegations. Hey, shithead, it's all of that. All right, it's all of the above. And McCarthy, just because he made a lot of false allegations and he had a witch hunt to find so-called pinkos, doesn't mean that there were none in America. He definitely found some people who believed. They were socialists. They were actually arresting real socialists as well as fake socialists and people they just uh, suspected of, of socialism. It's all of those things combined, you dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah, you're the douchebag of the week, moron. All right. Damn. <laughs> here's, a, here's another voicemail. Listen to this guy. All right, fuck everybody's nation on dominoes, okay? You know what? Their pizza used to be pretty shitty. And I did not want to order their fucking pizza, but my wife said, hey, let's get Domino's and got this really good fucking deal going on, so I tried it, and you know what? It's fucking good. People hated their pizza, so they went and they changed it. They said, you know what? Our pizza sucks shit, so we're going to change our fucking recipe. They switched it up, they listened to customers, and actually gave a shit and said, hey, let's change, let's change everything around, let's reinvent the fucking pizza wheel here, and they did it, and it worked. It's good pizza. Everybody shitting on Domino's is shitting on it because they shit on it before, and they refuse to think that Domino's can change because they're stubborn motherfuckers and they can't change. That's it's right. It's called a growth mindset, you stupid piece of shit. It's good fucking pizza now. Mm. If anything, you should be sucking their dick because they're the, they're the fucking company 
you know they suck and changed. If all the fucking companies that we complain about changed, all of a sudden tell me you don't have any Relax. Oh, fuck the fuck shit about it. Oh, spit on my steering wheel, son of a bitch. Oh, God. All right, well, and having been said, keep up the good work. Hey. Punch a Domino's hater. Yeah, punch a Domino's hater. I, I, I in fact, concur. Yeah. I love myself a Domino's. You love Domino's. Yeah. Cringe, bro. <laughs> you, okay, so that basically that caller was calling out Rucka. Oh shit! Oh no! Yeah, it's the Rucka caller. Everyone seems to like Domino's. Maybe it's the fucking idiocracy coming true or no, some shit. No, because Domino's was getting a lot of criticism for their product. Their product was lackluster. It tasted like shit. It wasn't fresh ingredients. Oh, you're and you're so, not making my point at all. But then they changed. But then it they changed. Oh, yeah, then they God. changed. I they went back to the drawing board, Rucka. I don't remember what it tasted like before. I just know it sucks now. No, it doesn't. And I remember the whole campaign, like, we realized our pizza wasn't that good. They had clips of people saying, their sauce tastes like ketchup. And they, they mm -hmm. would show, like, open boxes where the pizza is, like, folded over. Mm -hmm. It's like, it arrived like this? What the fuck? <laughs> it's like... Shut the fuck up. Stop with the whole reverse psychology bullshit and just fucking put your time and money into coming up with better fucking food. They did. Their oh new robust inspired tomato sauce Dude. is just oh that God. inspired. It's Jesus good. Jesus Christ, the fucking apocalypse came early. You know, All like right. Mike Judge thought that like um, stupid people would breed faster than smart people, but he didn't factor in that. Everyone would just get dumber when the fucking Domino's effect took took a hold of us. Oh, Domino's effect, huh? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. The Domino's effect. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, McCarthy, where you at? Domino's effect. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's Dad? another. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Domino's, here's another voicemail. Rucker, I'm calling you out. You are such a fucking idiot, man. Okay. So two episodes ago, I called up. I'm Domino's. Australian, by the way. Oh. And you said, oh, I mean, no disrespect to the caller. After you made a kangaroo joke, I'll fucking accept that <laughs> from the fattest nation in the fucking world, you cheeseburger, cheeseburger slipping fuck. Listen, <laughs> low blow. you're saying that Domino's is shit. You said it in the last episode, too. Mm. You said that it's the worst fucking pizza company. Look, I'll admit, it's not up there with the gourmet pizza companies. It's not up there with a lot of pizza companies, but it's a fucking solid pizza company. I may not work yeah. there, but I'll fucking defend it because I was a delivery driver, and as much as I don't like brand loyalty and shit, I will defend it. It's a good fucking pizza company. What the fuck are you on about? That's you right. complain about all this bullshit, dude. Like, accept the fact that you're wrong for once, mm -hmm. and stop fucking saying that Domino's is shit. How about you expand your taste buds? How about instead yeah. of fucking... Uh, eating simple cheese, uh -huh. just cheese pizzas. How about you try something more premium, like a Supreme? Supreme pizzas is fucking kick ass. Can we have a fucking yes on that one? Because Rucka, yeah, <laughs> that was a clip you played. <laughs> it's a good fucking pizza company. What the fuck are you on about? You complain about all this bullshit, dude. Like, accept the fact that you're wrong for once, and stop fucking saying that Domino's is shit. How about you expand your taste buds? How about instead of fucking uh, eating simple cheese? Just cheese pizzas. How about you try mm -hmm. something more premium, like a Supreme? Supreme pizzas is fucking kick ass. Yeah. Can you have a fucking yes on that one? Because, Rucker, you're a fucking idiot, man. Yeah. I'm calling Domino's a shit. I'm going to fucking... I'm calling you out. You're a notice. Do not say oh, Domino's shit. is shit again. I will fucking... I'll fucking call up again. That's all yeah. I can do. I can't do anything else. Can't but do you, shit. I'm, I may be on the other side of the world, but, but mate, I will fucking... Find you, and I will shove a supreme pizza up mm. your ass. Okay, all right, listen. Mouth, it doesn't <laughs> go up the bum, but I will fucking. Oh, I don't want to do this call anymore. 
just <laughs> he just bailed on that call. <laughs> right, well, first of all, I hope you're having a good, you know, late summer because these guys they can't even get their fucking seasons right. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> um, what the fuck, cheese pizza? I I fucking get toppings on my shit when I'm forced to eat Domino's, aka every single day that I hang out with Maddox because all this fucking low life wants to do is order Domino's. All right. By the way, yeah. You know, we have a lot in common. We're, uh, the Australians, they're like our cousins, right? We both, we're both we both bastardized children of the British Empire. Is that is that correct? Um, okay, more, more, more or less. Or less. Sure. The, the difference is um, they basically still live under the Queen, and they still speak like they're British. We kicked her ass out of off our fucking island, and we talk <laughs> like normal fucking people. Oh, okay, so so America's normal and standard. Uh, yeah. Mikey's shaking his head no. I don't know. It's he just... agrees with me. He yeah. knows Domino's is bullshit. Domino's is not bullshit. By yeah, the Mikey, way, Domino's have... is American. What's he fucking calling in and talking shit about my fucking country for? He's not talking shit. He's defending Domino's, a true red, white. What is Domino's colors? Red, white, and blue. It's the most American <laughs> brand there is for pizza, fuckface. None of that Italian right, shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, where do you stand on the Domino's debate? If I'm hungry, I'll eat Domino's. Okay, that's that's a, that's backhanded. Okay, so it's me yeah. and Leah holding down the fort here for the good taste oh, side. A fort of the made studio. out of Domino's. That's right. Oh, oh wait, no, the, a fort made out of Domino's gets knocked over very easily. <laughs> let's let's not let's not use that very analogy. easily. That's right. It will get eaten very easily. These uh, Australians obviously have no standards when it comes to pizza. We need to send like little Caesars out there and just little watch them Caesar. eat that crap. Up. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, Do you like Papa Caesar? John's? Get up. What? Do you like Papa John's? Yeah. Oh, Papa John's God. tastes like bullshit. It's like syrup. It's yeah. just, it's no, so sweet. Papa John's is good. I don't know what it is crap. about Papa John's if it's that that butter or the the whatever the garlic, it is. the garlic yeah. butter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. I know what it's doing to me, but I love Listen, Papa John's, have, and I hate oh. that fucking guy. I he's hate my, Papa, Papa John. Papa John is yeah. I think he's the Twitch. he's the worst looking person to ever endorse <laughs> something ever. I I heard that before he did that, someone said, "Don't don't use your face as the spokesman for this. Don't do it." And what does he do? <laughs> he uses his face. He uses stupid fucking <laughs> face. Have you seen Have you seen H 3s video on Papa John's? It's, yeah. it's classic. Papa mm-hmm. Bless. That's where that whole Papa oh, Bless wow. Sody Pop thing came from. Yeah, yeah. it's from his uh, his his video because Papa John's when they were introducing delivery from the website, like being able to order pizzas yeah. online, right? Innovators. They this, yeah. They made this, oh yeah, real innovators. They made this big song and dance. They made this video mm-hmm. where it was just like almost one step above cell phone quality, where you're just holding a cell phone and walking around through your house, trying to make it all casual. But he walks into the, his mansion and this place, like he has a centerpiece when you walk in that looks like it was stolen from an Egyptian pyramid. Mm. It's just the most gaudy, ostentatious mm. display of wealth that you could possibly imagine. Then he walks into his room, his his den, right? His den, is all casual, of course. And he goes, I got a really special guest that I'm going to show you guys. And Ethan Ethan Klein's like, oh, who's uh, who's this going to be? Is it is it uh, O.J. Simpson? Is it uh, some big celebrity? No, it's his son, Bo. And his son, his son, Bo, seems like the most spoiled, pale, pasty, white kid you've ever seen. And he just... <laughs> Punches his arms up in the air. He says, "Bo's in the house." Oh my god! It's the it's it, Rucka. Yeah, I know you like to cringe sometimes. Yeah, and if this made you cringe, how far would it? Oh my god, dude! Like cringe to oblivion, bro. Like <laughs> I, I'm not even joking about that. That's like right. we we. This is the level we're at. Okay, well, welcome to YouTube.com, everybody. This is the level we're at. 
Oh, we, we got in studio Leafy as well. <laughs> Leafy is here. Peace, peace. That's right. <laughs> All right, we should move on, though. Uh, coming up at the end of the show, I've got some headlines, as always. And with me again is my power bottom commanding lieutenant moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Let's hear his buzzer. And Leah Tishon, let's hear hers. And also, uh, starting last week, we started doing this, but Mikey is also going to have his own buzzer. Let's hear his. There you go. There's Mikey's buzzer. If any of these people buzz me during the debate, that means that they disagree with something I said, or I made a logical contradiction, or I I misspoke, or something, something along those lines. So you'll probably never hear these buzzers throughout the episode. I've never been wrong. But moving on to the debate this week. You know, no. <laughs> you were asking for it. That was coming. That was low hanging fruit, not the exotic kind. That was mushy fruit. No. <laughs> not like these perfectly ripe kiwi berries, Rucka. Yeah. But anyway, on to the debate. Guys, since the U.S. presidential election, pundits and bloggers have been weighing in on why the country's so divided. Most people seem to think that the stark contrast comes from differences between urban and rural lifestyles. In fact, New York Times recently published an article titled The Rural Urban Divide in America where they publish opinions on what causes the divide. So the debate this week is, which lifestyle is better? City versus rural. Leah, as our esteemed guest this week, I'll give you first stab. Which side would you like to debate for? I would like to debate for the countryside because I am from New York City, basically. I've lived in New York City. I've lived in Los Angeles. I've lived in Boston. And I just recently moved to Montana. So uh, I, I, I did for a reason, and I, I would like to advocate for it. That's fine. Then I'll argue for city. Now is your chance to vote on the website, madcastmedia.com, before listening to the debate. Which side do you agree with, city versus rural? But I'll give you the first swing at the debate, Leah. Why do you think that rural lifestyle is better than city? I think you're very qualified to speak on both. So what would you say? Each, I will be, I'll be fair and say each have their pros. There's many pros to each, but there's also cons to each. Um, what are but, some of the pros of, uh, of rural uh, country life? Because I can't think of any, not one. Uh, first of all, like the most obvious is that it's less expensive. It's mm-hmm. very affordable. Um, of course, you know, it matches whatever your income might be, but it's just, it's, it's a great way. Your money goes a lot farther there. You can buy a house for, for what you would pay for an apartment in the city. You can buy a house with a yard and an attic, and you can have a dog, and a dog can be a dog in a yard. Yeah. You know, you don't have to pick up its shit everywhere, all, all over the street. So, um, I don't know if you want to counter. Okay, that real, one. real estate is cheap. Real estate is cheaper in this in the country over the city. That's right. Now, um, Leah, I don't know if you know this, but there's a reason it's cheaper in the country. It's because no one fucking wants to live there. Ooh. All right. How about <laughs> yeah? How about that? Bring in the heat already. <laughs> There you go. Now, here's the thing, all right? Here's why you should live in the city. Here's a counterpoint. There are things to do, all right? Have you ever heard of that? Things mm. to do. There's plenty to do in the country. Yeah, of you, course there are. You can push cows. Yeah. yeah. You know what, Leah? I'm going to help you out here with your, with your side of the debate. I brought in a list of things to do in rural areas, Oof. all right? There's, here's the 10 things to do in the countryside, okay? Okay, number one, the first on the list, first thing to do in the countryside... Number one pastime is suicide. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Suicide. No, number two. Well, maybe, you'll, you know what? Maybe you'll agree with, with the rest of this list. Number two on the list is murder suicide. Okay. That's where you uh, murder your family and then commit suicide. I don't buy it. Number three on the list is uh, leave and go someplace else. 
All right, these are things to do in the countryside. Things to do. Uh-huh. Number four is look at travel brochures for other cities that are better, which are other cities. Uh, number five is join a cult. These are things to do in the countryside. Number six is hate the gays. All right, mm-hmm. hate the gays, very popular pastime. Uh, number seven is hate the Muslims. All right, that's another thing that uh, that you can do in the countryside. Number eight. You can do that in cities. Lots of people do that in cities. Yeah, but it's more of a country thing. Try building a mosque in New York City. See what happens. Well, you know, uh, there are mosques in New York City. Try building a mosque in Oklahoma. See what happens. <laughs> or, or try building a government building <laughs> in Oklahoma. Oops. Too soon. Uh, <laughs> number, well. number eight, another thing to do in the countryside, go to Applebee's. Mm, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Applebee's. Yeah. It's your neighborhood bar and grill. That's mm. right. <laughs> number nine is go to church. That's another Favorite pastime in the country. God is, I mean, God is great, isn't he? That's right. And number 10 is start a family. Those are the top 10 things to do in the countryside. Okay. So to, on that last point. Yes. It's a, it, and, and this is very, it's ve- everybody's a variable. So you can't, you can only generalize, but it depends where you are in your life. So city life is very transient. People will come to the city. They'll try to make their money. It's very career oriented. It's very, um, narcissistic almost just to think of yourself whereas if you're looking to meet someone special and start a life with you might want to go somewhere outside of a city because people are a little bit more um, family oriented oh my gosh I agree. now here's I'm on the, leah's side you're on leah's side really Woo! mikey why is that because i'm from a small town and i know what she's talking about and i miss that now that i'm in la a really? lot it's too fast paced people are trying to get everywhere and run around and i prefer when things are a little slower yeah, well, that's the countryside in a nutshell. That's the countryside in a nutshell is slower. Mm. Uh, people are slower. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you that. Here's the thing <laughs> about the, <laughs> about the countryside: it's harder to get laid. It's harder to meet people. It's true. There is no no one around. No. Uh, look, when I lived in Utah, right? Because uh, I have a small a small city <laughs> lifestyle oh, too. A small. I have. A, I grew up in a rural. <laughs> I grew up in a rural area. Mm-hmm. My, my dad. What my dad has a tractor. My dad has, you know, yeah. I grew up on an acre of land. There was an orchard. I had a backyard. I had all an that. An acre? Is that considered country? Well, I, I grew up in a place where it was pretty rural. And there were, you know, we had apple trees and apricot trees and almond trees and walnut trees and uh, trees for days <laughs> and a fucking garden where I planted turnips and carrots and was bored out of my fucking mind every day. Because I here's what you had to do in the countryside, right? You wake up, you go check on your turnips. Still haven't grown? Okay. Guess I'll check tomorrow. That's all you fucking do. That's all you have to do. Or you can go into the basement and rant about it online. Oh, that's right. And that's why that's why Maddox emerged. That's yeah. part of the reason. So if How- not for the rural Utah culture, there would be no Maddox today. Wow. Uh, possibly. Mm. Although there's a lot to rant about in the city. There's Look, I'm not saying there's you know the city's perfect. But you wouldn't need to go rant and vent. You would have uh, exciting city life to indulge in. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. But look, there, you know there, how like now you don't get any work done. You, you know, Rucka, <laughs> what? You're listening to work that I've done literally in your ears right now. It's this fucking podcast that Whoa. takes me twelve hours every fucking week to make. This is meta. Yeah, it's very meta. I'm in your work right You're now. You're in my work. <laughs> You're Whoa. helping create my work. Mm. More of a workload. Guilty. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So to counter your your suicide uh, jab at the country life. Number one pastime of the countryside is suicide. Yes, go on. There are, wait, wait. First of all, there are no suicides in the city. What do you think the What do you think the Golden Gate Bridge was built for? 
Well, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, wow, Leah, that's a real knock against cities. Even when you want to kill yourself, they make it more convenient. <laughs> Whereas in the country, you have to go to a fucking gun store. Get out of here. You got to wait three days. Um, By then, I don't want to kill myself anymore. <laughs> All right. Uh, that, yeah. I'm go glad, on against your knocks against the city. The city. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it, it, there's a higher incidence of depression in and anxiety in cities uh and a number of factors including elements of the social environment such as inequality and isolation and physical stressors such as pollution and noise could explain how the city erodes well-being so i don't know i you can you can argue for suicide in big cities as much as the country yeah well uh i read an article a while back and having been there I know it firsthand. In Utah, the suicide rate is way higher than in uh, than almost any big city. So why am I happier after growing up in cities? Now I live in the country, and I all of a sudden find fulfillment and empathy for other people. And I just I just started volunteering at an at a senior center where I'm like befriending an old man, and I'm gonna be seeing him every Friday. Hey, who knows? And maybe uh, eggs or whatever we're gonna do. Maybe you'll be able to start that family sooner than later, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Where, where's that article from, by the way? The uh, scientific Scientific American. American. Okay, that's fine. Uh, that's a that's a reputable source. Now, look, they're saying that uh, in cities there's more stressors and there's anxiety and depression. Look, I could I, I buy that for sure. Anxiety, absolutely. It's yeah. a fucking war zone. Anytime you want to park your car in the city, there's tickets, there's towing, there's bums, there's break-ins. But you know what that's called? You're not helping your case. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I am. I'm about to because I'm about to open up the umbrella that that's under. It's called excitement. That's right. <laughs> it's exciting. You come out, you don't know if your car is going to be there. That's fucking, oh shit, you're rolling the dice every time you step outside. It's a fucking urban war zone. It's amazing and it, it keeps the blood pumping through your system. You know what keeps your blood pumping is that you have to fight the elements in the fucking in the middle of nowhere. Oh. You got it's so windy where I live, and so there's ice storms, and you have to you're falling off the road because there's it's icy and there's you know. Wow, sounds you guys are fighting over which place is worse because the worse it is, the more exciting it is. <laughs> That's right. Okay, it's there's not something exciting. To do. Here's the thing: one of the last times, so there, there's something I do every Christmas, which is I get a gathering of friends to get Chinese food. And it's a big tradition I've been doing. And I started it in Utah over 17 years ago. I've been doing this for like 17, 18 years, 20 years maybe. That tradition was created by the Jews 3,000 years ago. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know that, Rucka, because there are no Jews in Utah. <laughs> there are no Jews in small towns. <laughs> That's a fact. Oh, there wow. are no Jews. There are no Muslims. There are no gays. There are no blacks. There are no people. The only people there are homogenized white. There you go. That I said it. There what? you go. What about all the small towns in California? They're they're mostly Hispanic. Yeah, but that's because they bounce out of the big city and they kind of like you know drift, and then you you get a little bit here and there. You but get these little pockets. Small towns in California are not urban, right? They're small towns. They're small towns, but they're right. people who moved from the urban area, so they're I would say that they're exports from the urban life. That's what they are. Uh huh. Yeah, but in the Midwest, like if the rest of America, you know, quote the Sarah Palins of the world would say the real America, you know, the heartland. It's very white, very homogenized. I was called the N word when I was in school <laughs> for for being for being all of complexioned. Yeah, <laughs> this beautiful complexion that I have, I was called the N word. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, wait a minute. What about country country living down in the South where you know there was cotton picking and there was all these? I mean, you can't say that these guys are. You know, they're 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 other races other than white. 
in, so, in places in the so country is what I'm saying. Your argument is in, the, picking, in the South, yeah, there's other races than white, and your evidence for that is slavery. slavery. <laughs> I mean. Okay, since the emancipation, they have yeah. been living in the country. They, <laughs> those those people. people. Oh, my God. This is like an alt-right podcast we, 2.0. Listen. We just had some just, black guy on. <laughs> what Leah means to your... say is if you don't think no. there are b- blacks and Mexicans in the South, you're not paying attention. Okay. Is that what you mean to say, Leah? That's basically what I'm saying. Basically. That there's saying. that it's not just white in rural America is what I'm saying. It's it's everyone. Right. It's instead of uh, instead of it being like, you know, uh, 60% white, 70% white. It's like 99% white. Is that what you, <laughs> did I mischaracterize your argument? That's an, that's an accident. I mean, um, the South definitely has, you know, blacks and Mexicans. Well, of course. Yeah. I've been to New Orleans a lot. Like I, I felt like New Orleans is one of the most concentrated areas I've been to in Georgia, where I felt like there were probably an equal amount of black people to white people. Uh, and it was uh, it was really interesting to to be in that environment. I'd never I've never experienced that before, especially in Utah. We had one black kid in high school named Toby, and he was he was <laughs> his immediately his name was Toby. His name his name was actually Toby, oh. but uh, he he was he was definitely discriminated against. He was the one black kid in our school, and and he was like the go to. He was our token black guy in our high school, and eventually I think one other kid came, and this kid was uh, Tongan. And uh, people just kind of like lumped them together. It was, you know, I grew up around that, and I saw what the Tongan guy. Tongan. Yeah, he was a Tongan guy. You know, from Tonga. Oh, yeah. Never heard of Tonga. Tonga. It's a. It's an island. Yeah, Yeah. it's a Pacific Pacific island. Island. That's right. That's actually um, what. So the the rural areas (laughs) of the South have black people in them. Yes, and Mexicans often. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. You can find Mexicans there. Sure. I mean, large large quantities that came from Mexico. I mean, not necessarily. They didn't necessarily come from Mexico. No? Did they come from fucking Alaska? Oh, gee, we all came from Africa, Ruck. I guess yeah, we're all African- we did. <laughs> but my point was, you're saying that rural areas are predominantly white, and I'm saying that's maybe true in Utah and maybe true in much of the Midwest, but the South is a pretty large clump of cluttered rural areas. The clumps? That are, yeah, full of... <laughs> yeah, well, here's the other thing about rural areas, right? We kind of glossed over this, but it is much harder to get laid in rural areas. It's harder to meet people. Now, here's the problem I found when I lived in Utah. It's all right, true. it's it. There was a there was a it was a blessing and a curse. Um, all the chicks really into anal, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you decide whether that's a blessing or a curse. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> But that said, here's the thing. The lifestyle in Utah, like you said, Leah, it's, you know, people are looking for families. They're looking to settle down, pump those kids out, get married, yeah. start a family, you know, and and just change diapers. That's what they wanted. They live to change diapers. They fucking love diapers in Utah. That's their thing. They love diapers. Now, so landfills with diapers? That's basically it. Yeah, I've been to the dumpster, and it's just full of diapers. You can't, it's like little landmines of poop everywhere. But um, because people have that expectation, all right, beyond the age 25, you're lucky to find a single girl, a single guy. Everybody's already married, pumped out kids. And I went back and I looked at my high school yearbook, and there is nary a single person who, at this age, still looks hot. 
They've all <laughs> they've all pumped out like their fourth kid. Mm. You know, shit's not as tight as it used to be. <laughs> well, the the upside to that is that people fuck up and are divorced by that age. So a little bit older, Ooh. you have single. Yeah, oh, you get them on the rebound. Get huh? them on the rebound. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> have you have you been with any uh, divorced guys? Like, ha- what's that experience like? No. Okay, you've never been with a divorced guy. <laughs> You're very quick to no. answer that. No, right. I haven't. It's well, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's coming. You know, that's what that's the other thing I'm kind of noticing is as I get older is. Oh that, yes, I have. Never mind. Oh yeah, <laughs> but here in L.A. In L.A., yeah. Yeah. Well, as as you get older, you know, you get past that marriage hump, or all your friends are getting married around the age of 25, 26, 27. Then you start in your 30s. You start to hit the divorce hump, where about 50 percent, right in line with statistics, right mm-hmm. in statistics in America, they say 50 percent of people who get married will get divorced, mm-hmm. and right in line with that. About half my friends who got married in their 20s have already been divorced. And so I guess you can uh, pick them up on the rebound in, in rural areas. Is that an argument you want to make, Leah? Yes. You can, you can do that anywhere. But uh, yeah, it's just... Is that a good way to get laid, though? Pick up, picking up divorcees? Depending on what you're looking for. It depends if you're a guy or a girl or what you, you're looking for. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's a great thing. But, but then again, if people have children, they're looking for somebody to start something else with. Something something lasting and meaningful. Okay, so then you can be the baby mama to someone else's kids. I mean, that's a whole other ballgame. And there's nothing wrong with that, if that's what you're into. If you want to raise kids that you didn't necessarily uh, bear yourself. Pro- procure. Yeah, pro- yeah. Is that is that the word to use? Procure? <laughs> I guess you'd be the uh, the godparent. No, the uh, step-parent. Step-parent? Yeah, that's what you'd be, right? No, that you didn't procure. That you didn't procure. Well, I don't know what the fuck. You know, look. <laughs> <laughs> Families are weird to me. Fam- families are foreign to me, okay? Your parents are strangers. Mm-hmm. Your siblings are shit for the most part. I have some mm-hmm. good siblings. But then y- siblings are friends you're forced to have. Right? Yeah. All right? And sometimes the friends that you're forced to have aren't the best ones. They're kind of <laughs> shitty. They're backstabby. They're manipulative. Sometimes that happens. Okay. This is – okay. That's personal. That's very personal. <laughs> no, I'm just saying this is the thing that happens in rural life. Whereas in the city, you ditch your family. You yeah. go fucking live the high life. That's what you do. <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know what? It's funny. I live in kind of a hybrid country city situation where I found a city that's like 45,000 people probably. So it has a, a base and a little downtown. And everything's quaint. And everybody kind of smi- – everyone smiles at each other, which is a me- a concept I've never seen firsthand. It's that creepy. People- that's because it's creepy. It's mm-hmm. creepy. But, but it also brings your spirit up and you're like, hey, I'll smile back. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be – it could be a creepy person or a very attractive person or whoever will mm-hmm. smile. I have a question. Uh, so you made this graphic novel. You worked on Trent. Yes. Uh, do you know anyone else in your neck of the woods over there that has a job kind of like that? Uh, since I'm in a in that hybrid area, there are. It's growing. It's one of the fastest growing. It's Bozeman, Montana. It's one of the fastest growing cities in the country. Oh, right so now. it's getting bigger and yeah. becoming a bigger city. Hence, mm-hmm. more creative, interesting people are moving there. Right. Got it. Okay. But my parents live in a town that's about 45 minutes outside of that town. It was even smaller, and there no, there's none of that right. kind of creative industry. Oh, so it's kind of like dead culture, in other words. No. <laughs> okay, it's culture that was that. never that was never born. No, <laughs> no? it was stillborn. Is what it was. What you're trying to say is that it's aborted. Cows are a culture. Car- cows are a culture. Cows, are- yeah. Now, and it's it's one of those amazing cultures that never really changed since the Stone Ages. Yep, raise the cow, milk the cow. 
kill the cow, eat the cow, repeat process. Now, you know, some cultures, they kind of develop and innovate. But no, farming culture, it's just why mess with perfection? It's not really. There's a lot of ranches. There's a lot of uh, beautiful people around. They just they're very like salt of the earth, meat and potato people that they have hot springs all over the place where there's. They have it's and, near Yellowstone National Park, so you have a lot. Yeah. You have a huge. It depends on where you live in the country, yeah, the, where you're urban or yeah. rural. But uh, there's all kinds of people from all over the world coming to visit, so you're meeting everyone from everywhere. So it's not boring right. by any stretch. I Are mean, you, it's not boring. It's got these like naturally occurring uh, national parks that no one even had to design or innovate it because God already put it there right. for it. Yeah, it's so it's cool. A, it's God's well, you don't country. have to actually think. And when. <laughs> when <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when a little girl living over there on the farm uh, is inspired one day and and she tells her parents, "Hey, I want to be the next Leah uh, Tishion." Tishion. Tishion. Yeah. I want I want to write Trent too or, or, or illustrate. <laughs> I want to make create beautiful things and reach all corners of the world. And I want to be special and I want to be creative and original. She looks into her parents' lifeless old dead eyes <laughs> as they say. Go get, go get the shovel, honey. Go, 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 go get the bucket. We're going to gotta milk those cows. They're not going to milk themselves. <laughs> but the, th- you know, the advent of the internet, I mean, that you don't really feel like you're in the middle of buttfuck yeah. town. You know, it, Mike, you agree with that? Yeah. Are your parents from Montana? Are you originally from Montana? No, I'm from New York. Oh. Yeah, they're, from, they're par- from the Bronx, and they live in Montana oh, now. Oh, so they moved there, and then you moved there afterwards? Yeah. Got it. I recently moved there, yeah. Got it. Leah, you're wearing a hat. Uh, can you do you mind telling the listeners what what it says on the top of your hat there? <laughs> well, this was a birthday gift from my one one Maddox. Oh, that's so, right. Uh, a couple of years ago. And what does it say? What's the what? It says the name of a city. What's that uh, city? Well, it's a it's a basketball team, uh-huh. and it's it's based in Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn. Okay. And what is it? The Brooklyn A's. What's the uh, <laughs> what's the, the Brooklyn the, boys? The Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> they call them the oh B-Boys. The B-Boys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're a fan of the basketball team, in fairness. The Brooklyn mm, basketball the, team? It's Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. Oh, and, the Brooklyn Nets. And no, I'm not a fan of them. But I just like the hat. It's a cool hat. Yeah, I like the Celtics. You. Yeah, you like the Celtics. I do. But they're another city, and they're they're Boston. Oh, okay. So. Another big city. So um, what's the uh, what's the sports team in Bozeman, Montana? What's the... <sighs> they have... Oh, so Bozeman, Montana <laughs> has a college called... MSU, Montana State University. Okay. And they have a basketball team. Wow. What is it? Is it the cows? Or? I have no idea. Yeah. No, it's the, the cats. It's the cats. The cat. <laughs> not go, even a specific go cats. cat. It's not even like a wild cat. Probably or... a bobcat or some shit. Bobcat. I don't know. Yeah, the yeah. redeeming Feral. quality of any small town is, oh, no, there's a college nearby. People come. People <laughs> yes. come. And there, there's stuff happening around the college. Now, here's the thing. You mentioned your, your parents are like 45 minutes outside of town, and the town is, uh, you know, the, the, the small town of uh, 45,000 or so. Right. Um, it's like a, what, like a medium-sized small town? At forty five thousand is pretty small. It's on the smaller side, right? Yeah, they call they actually call Bozeman Bos Angeles because oh it's the God. biggest area in the region. Oh, so they, they don't take too <laughs> kindly to those city slickers from Bozeman, Montana. Yeah. <laughs> Bozeman is the best. You have a Bose ski Angeles. mountain twenty minutes away. Yeah, you have. You have, all, like I said, all these hot springs. You know what? I should not be pumping this place up because I don't want it to get any bigger. Oh, it's, it's disgusting. A Nobody moved there. It's yeah. gross. 
It's the worst. Leah, Don't you, you could do dare. you could do a podcast for the next year. Every every episode of Madcast for the next year, and the population of Bozeman would probably drop a little bit. Uh, it, it's still yeah, and that's just because of deaths. You know, it, it, again, the number one pastime is suicide. Um, now here, here's the problem with, with fuck you. Here's the problem with rural right. Uh, here's, the, here's the problem with rural life. Okay, everything is sprawled out. It takes fucking forty five minutes to get anywhere now here's the thing people come to los angeles and they lose their fucking minds because it's like you go a mile and it takes you 20 minutes to go one mile which is in fairness bullshit all right it's i will say that's absolutely bullshit but in the city it takes you just as long because you have to drive 45 miles to go that same distance when i moved when i moved out to los angeles i didn't know this but there's a huge divide between the east and the west side Mm -hmm. and and for the people living in the in the Midwest or in you know different parts of the country, you hear how the the amount of distance you have to travel to go from the east to the west side of Los Angeles, it's like three miles. That's it. It's three miles, and three miles. You might as well live in a different state because if one of my friends moves out to the west side or or to the far east side, that's it. I guess I'll see you never. I'm never gonna go visit them. I'm never gonna see them ever again. They might as well be. I I dropped them from Facebook. I unfriend them. So wow. you're saying cities are lonely places. They're not lonely. Nobody wants to see anybody. Are you kidding? Nobody I, wants to leave at home. I see. I see. I hang out with my neighbors. I know almost every neighbor on my block and we hang out together. We so you go have to a cabins sense, together. Yeah. So you have a sense of community here where you live because yeah. that's, that's something I would argue for a rural place. Is really? That, yeah. Because everybody knows like you see everybody on the street. Hey, Max. <laughs> yeah. The, so so you uh, you see your neighbors in uh, in uh, the countryside. Mm-hmm. And you say hello to them. You, you're saying you know your neighbors better. Yeah, you walk down the street and you know the baker, and you know the, the, the small, the, the guy, the shoe repair guy. Oh, it's Spanky or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Spanky's shoes. Well, so okay, so that's a blessing and a curse because what if you're, that's true? What if your baker, the singular baker, sucks? Or if Spanky gets the flu? That's right. Mm-hmm. I might you have dirty shoes. Or, <laughs> or <laughs> it's not your shoes. Or if somebody, if if the baker fucks the shoemaker, and yeah. then everybody knows about it, so I gotta, mm. I have to argue. You get again. a shoemaker. Yeah, a lot of gossip. Yeah, a little, you, little bit of gossip. You got your town gossip. That's the thing to do in small towns. Everybody does talk about everybody. Yeah, that's something that happens. Nothing better to do. Nothing better. Now that was a big thing that I had to deal with growing up in Utah is snoopy neighbors. Mm. Neighbors have fucking jack shit going on so if you bring home a date oh god forbid you go on two dates in one week holy shit you're the town whore (laughs) you come home with two different dates and they'll watch they'll watch and see if your date's car leaves your driveway but let me ask you is there that lds element to utah where is there's everybody's judgy and religious yeah so lds stands for latter-day saints and that's what that's the proper name of mormons people will call them mormons but uh, latter-day saints is what they prefer to be called they're the Latter-day Saints, and yeah, they're they're very uh, into your business. And there's a very there's a an old British show called Keeping Up Appearances. Have you heard of the show? Mm-mm. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's this show called Keeping Up Appearances, where this uh, old lady is is obsessed with the appearance of seeming proper and prim, and everything she, that she does is is just so. But her family's totally dysfunctional. It's totally fucked up. But she's trying really hard to appear like everything's okay and right. that's that's utah in a nutshell that's that's Ooh. mormon life in a nutshell everybody's keeping up appearances but here's the thing about small towns and and pious people they like to fuck they like to drink 
They like to do drugs. They like to do everything everyone else likes to do, except they do it behind closed doors and they deny it. That's the difference. So that stress and anxiety, look, there's stress and anxiety in living in a big, in a big city because of pollution, because of bums. I there's I found heroin needles on my block. I found a bag of cocaine. Uh there's human Lucky. shit. <laughs> there's was it full? There's the the human shit, the bag. Oh, the cocaine? Yeah. Well, no, there's that, um, Jesus Christ. There was just a, there was a little bit of cocaine. <laughs> a little bit of cocaine just sitting out Residue? there. Residue? Yeah, no, I I didn't even know it was cocaine until a friend of mine who done coke pointed it out to me. You've done coke? Oh, I get. <laughs> That's true. I forgot I tasted some on popcorn one time. Yeah. What? It's it was planted. It, it was, was planted, planted by yeah. <laughs> so you so you had the little what is it called? There's like some campaign where they're they're little mini sandwich bags that that are strewn about cities and they're just like, "Oh, somebody found another somebody just had another little tiny sandwich." Really? I've never heard of this. <laughs> you never seen the little baggies, other drug bags. Drug bags. But people are saying, "Oh, they're dime tiny bags," sandwiches. would you say? I don't know. Oh yeah, a little I never did bags. did did that. Dimebag Daryl, rest <laughs> in peace. Um, but yeah, no, there there was uh, you know, there's a lot of stresses and anxieties of living in a city. I'm not going to deny that. But in in the, living in a rural environment, you have the stress and anxiety of your neighbors judging you and ostracizing you. And that was a big problem growing up in Utah, especially when you're not Mormon. That's okay. I mean, as long as you're breathing clean air, they can judge all they want. You know, you live longer in the country. Is that not true? Yeah, but uh, what's the quality of life? I mean, you can live longer in a crate that you never leave. The little things. <laughs> right. In solitary? Yeah. The little things in uh, rural cities matter more. Like uh, your relationship with, like my neighbors growing up, my relationships with them, if they were good or bad, that mattered more to me. Whereas now in LA, I, I don't really care about anything that I used to care about. <laughs> like if you don't like me, I don't give a shit. Here's the thing. Everyone in the city is always having a good time. That's the thing. There's always shit to do. I can really? stumble. Yeah. All anybody does is complain about the city. I hate, I have to go all the way over here. Oh, I hate this person. I don't want to see them. And uh, yeah, everybody's but- very, it's a very negative place, I feel like. And it's such a, they did, what was it, BuzzFeed. I just saw a, bit, a video that BuzzFeed oh, did. we're big fans of BuzzFeed. Don't oh, we? yeah, BuzzFeed's the best. And this is why I like them. Because they are saying, they went and interviewed people in the city and the country. It's some video online. And they, um, everyone in the country has said, I'm, I'm genuinely fulfilled and happy. Because I have my community, I have this is where I work, I identify with this, and I just have my small little life, and this is me. Okay, yeah, you it's know called what? white privilege, BuzzFeed, get your shit together. I think she was Hispanic, but you know, whatever you want to, whatever you Okay, you know what, you, you know what, uh, I, the top 10 list, number 11 on that list is lying. That's another thing that you do in the countryside, because I think that that's what they are. They're liars. They have to convince themselves that they're happy and fulfilled. Because they can't. They can't move to the city for various reasons because they want to raise their family. You're comfortable. Right. You're comfortable. You have a thing. You have things that you do there. Of course. You know, you have your routine. Right. People you have like routine. routines. It's comfortable. It's safe. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. It's safe and quiet. Uh, I always tell people Utah is a great place to start life and to end it <laughs> uh, because it's safe and quiet. It's a safe and quiet place to raise your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll have a good environment. You'll have a yard for the kids to play in. Uh, and then... It's a good place to end your life. It's a good place to go retire if you're, uh, you know, it's quiet and safe for the exact same reasons. But when you're in that middle age, when you're ready to get your bang on, you get in the city, right? <laughs> that's when you meet the freaks. <laughs> and that, and no one's judging you if you bring two, three home, da- two, three dates home the same homeless night. Homeless dates? What? You, you could have a homeless date. Two, three date. dicks. <laughs> two, three, you, could, you could do whatever you want, Mikey. Mikey, I asked you once before, are you a fuck boy? <laughs> 
<laughs> Look who's happy about, My, about this one. Mikey, because you denied it once. So many dicks, man. Okay, you know what, Mike? I think Mikey is a fuckboy. All right, we're going to put gonna that... tell you something. Yeah. I draw a mean dick. Oh, do you? I don't like dick, but I love drawing dick. You yeah. love drawing dick, yeah. I draw a mean dick. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring in my illustrations next week. I'm sad that I didn't bring them. Okay, well, we're going to put this to vote on the website, Mikey. Now, yeah. you, you denied it at once, but uh, Leah... <laughs> What's fuckboy by definition? Guys that are oh, playing with your butthole? Yeah. You have a, I you know, are opening I know what a can it is. of worms. No, no. This has been a thing. It's been ongoing on this podcast <laughs> it, for the last three, four weeks. Is it a homosexual? Okay, so it's, it's not, not a homosexual. homosexual. No. Oh, yeah. okay. You maybe, can be. Maybe you can deep be, down. You can be. You can be a gay fuckboy. You can be a straight fuckboy. But there's many types of fuckboys, and they're basically the consensus is. And we have had historian. Please don't call in with any more fucking definitions. We know what a fuckboy is. But the, consens- the consensus is that it's a douchebag. All right. So, oh, yeah. okay. All right, <laughs> Mike. So Mike, but but not just not just that kind of douchebag. It could so also be a, a boy a, who fucks a lot. Yeah. You've been a fuckboy. Have I been a fuckboy? Yes. No. Um. Not in the not in the strictest sense of being a douchebag. I've never been douchey in my life. But I I have been a fuckboy in the sense that I I get my I, I, I smash I smash a lot. All right. <laughs> Not a player, but I smash a lot. That's my thing. Super smash. I, su- I super smash. I super smash that puss. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but uh, speaking of super smash, today's episode is brought to you by our own bonus episode. Download the best-selling Maddox vs. the Universe from iTunes, Amazon, or madcastmedia.com. Guys, the second bonus episode is coming soon. Those of you who purchased the season passes, thank you very much. It really helps us out. It's a flexible season pass, and the other shows on the network are soon going to be offering their own bonus episodes, including Game Fart, Welcome to the Network Boys. That's right. And we're also going to have some bonus episodes from Pod Awful, the other show on the network. And we're going to have, I mentioned this a long time ago, it's been a long time coming, but the podcast competition. Guys, I'm still listening to the submissions. Here's the thing. When you send in a podcast, they're an hour or two long. All right. And when I listen to these episodes, if I get like 40, 50 submissions, I'm listening to these. All right. So there's a lot of work to do. It just takes a long time, but I'm winding down. There's a few left that I have to finish listening to. And then uh, the first round's coming soon. And every new show on the Madcast Media Network will have access to the voting app that's native. That voting that you see on the website, every show will have that. The bonus episodes, being able to sell them on the Madcast Media Marketplace for Mad Bucks, make those mad stacks. If there's someone out there right now that wants a po- that's working on a podcast that they want to submit to you, can they still do that? Absolutely. If you go to the website, there's a link at the top that says Interact. Click on that, and then there's the Super Podcast Champion Edition Turbo. Click on that link, and it takes you to a forum. You can submit it that way. But, uh, yeah, it's winding down, guys. Thank you very much for the submissions. Thank you for supporting the show, the network. It really helps us out. But moving on, Leah, is there any final closing remarks you'd like to make? In defense of the city, you know the uh, this is the other side, the other side of the debate, the other side of the show. If you want to just wrap things up, it's a, what, what's your final defense of the the countryside? Country's fun. <laughs> country's, country's fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> country is a fun place to be. I am now because of the country, and there's nothing else to do. I'm now a karaoke DJ because they, I went so much. I love karaoke. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys like karaoke? You guys like the countryside? That would have never happened in the city because there's so many people, but I was going so much that I guess they liked me and asked me to be KJ. Wow. K- KJ? They call you a KJ now. Yeah. And I'm Holy really cow. excited about it. Wow. Another line on your resume. Here's the problem with the country public transportation sucks dick. That's right. It sucks dick. 
Public transportation basically doesn't exist in the countryside. You can't take a bus from Bozeman, buttfuck, wherever, to uh, Bos Angeles, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the big city slicker downtown area. There's no subway. There's no ferry. There are no taxis. And there sure as fuck ain't Uber. I yes, went there to, is. Yeah, but it's limited. Jesus, it's yeah. It's limited. Good luck getting one. I went to Utah last time. Last time I visited Utah, went home, went to the airport. Right, I had a flight that was leaving at six in the morning. I had friends and family offer to take me to the airport. I said, No, no, it's fine. I'll just take an Uber. And they're like, What? Uh, what? what what's, uh, what's Uber? I'm like, Oh, it's a ride sharing service. It's a. It's you know, it's very popular. I can just uh, call a car at my convenience and I'll just go to the airport. No big deal. They're like, you sure? I'm like, Yeah, it'll be fine. Wake up. 6 a.m., pull up the Uber app, zero cars available, zero. And then I thought, oh, shit, well, uh, maybe Uber's not very popular here. Maybe it's Lyft, you know, the competitor. I pulled up Lyft, zero, zero cars on Lyft, zero cars on Uber. Well, that's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my fault for going back to Utah. Here's one other point. This is from that New York Times article that that I mentioned earlier that... um, they said the rural-urban divide in America. Uh, someone wrote in from Peter F. Bagley. He wrote in an opinion. He said, there are two contradictory positions of rural citizens. And this is kind of political, but he says, because they despise liberalism, they tend to vote for politicians who advocate small government. Yet the same people are frustrated by the failures of their weak governments. So they have these ineffective small governments who have, who are utterly limited in their ability to influence national politics, yet that's constantly what they advocate for is smaller government so which is it shitheads you guys want more power you want to put your thumb on the scale then nut up make your shithole little city more (laughs) more attractive to people to move to so you you become bigger and have more power to put on the scale otherwise shut the fuck up no one cares your opinion doesn't matter as much what do you think of that leah do you think that small that small town that small cities uh, their opinions are are marginalized as opposed to bigger cities. Yeah, I, I think people in bigger cities are looking at people in smaller, obviously in rural towns as bumpkins, and they don't know what's happening, and they're so backwards, and they, you know, they're just yeah, they're advocating for themselves, but they're different lifestyles and they're different they're, lives, yeah. and they have different needs, and so that's why I don't think either of them is really wrong. No, that's you know what I will cede you that point, Leah. That's that's one thing that's true. I have friends in Utah who grew up, born and raised, got married, have kids, and they have their very stable, boring lifestyles. And for, <laughs> and for them, it is exactly what they, what they want and exactly what they need. They go on their yearly vacation with their families. They pack them up in the minivan, and they go on some road trip somewhere. They go camping, that sort of thing. And that is making them happy. To me, if I had that lifestyle, I think every night I'd sit with a gun in my mouth contemplating pulling that trigger. But... On How many o- vacations did you have last year, Maddox? You know what, Mikey? Low blow, okay? Because that number is zero. <laughs> zero vacations, and this life is stressful as fuck, all right? Because you're in a city? Yeah, I'll, I'll say that it is, but it's also exciting. And, and I would choose this lifestyle and these stresses over those. But then again, there yeah. are, you can have a, why does John Mayer live near my parents? Like, why does uh, Michael Keaton live up there? And why does uh, Dave Matthews live up there? And all these, all these famous people, uh, uh, what's his name? Jeff Bridges. They all Ooh. live in the same area because of, a, it's fucking beautiful. And and it's peaceful and yeah. it's just gorgeous. But um, they do it to get away from the fucking nuts, nut bags of the nut cities craziness so that's something yeah <laughs> they, that's true yeah that's true okay that, no that's so a good can, point 
you can live in the country and also live in a city or visit, you know, frequent cities. I do. Yeah. I do. I do both. But I'd rather when I go home, I'd rather relax and throw my shoes off with no one else around. So I don't want them to have to deal with that. Do you ever look out the window and just listen, listen to the wind blowing and uh, and just think like, wow, I am so alone. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> you're, you're, your audience is fucking stupid. They're a little slow. <laughs> Look, one last, one last point I want to make in favor of cities. The food is yeah. amazing. So okay. much better. Yeah. Okay. Here's, here's the thing. Uh, there's a question to all, all our Montana listeners, all, you know, all three of you and the two cows. Uh, <laughs> ha- have you ever had fucking Korean food? No. I, I'll just go ahead and answer that. Don't even call in because I know the answer is All now. right. Why don't you become a dynamic person and watch a YouTube video and learn how to make Korean food oh, yourself? Whoa. Please. Let's be real. None of us are eating Korean food. It's all whatever we think Koreans eat. You're wrong. And, oh, yes, no. That's fuck bullshit. Out of here. No. With your no. orange chicken and your... Orange you, chicken. I know that's chicken. different. I'm saying because we take people's foods from other countries. <laughs> Have you been to Koreatown? They're all Koreans and they don't even speak English. Oh, yeah. yeah. Koreatown's exactly like it is in Korea. Yes, it's yeah, exactly that's the, fucking Koreatown. That's what happens yeah. when Mikey. Koreans come here, breathe a fresh taste of freedom, and they move <laughs> to a beautiful big city. And yes, it's Americanized somewhat. I mean, they, they fucking, you have an option to eat with a fork, but it's, it's fucking Korean, dude. Yeah, There's Mikey. fucking side dishes I never fucking heard of. Right. Right. I'm going to take you Korea, Koreatown. You're going to have kimchi coming out your ears. Yeah. Buddy. Hey, you are advocating for, I keep saying advocating, but you are uh, pushing for food in the city. You're eating Domino's like the rural people. <laughs> Good, point. Good point. So fuck you. Yeah. Dude, That's right. You know where Domino's they... is like real Italian oh pizza. Oh my God. It's a real you know, pizza You know pie. where they uh, gobble up Domino's? You know where they love that shit, Maddox? Yeah, where? Small shitty towns. No, because even, even in those towns, even in those towns, they, towns, get... they don't have taste. They eat Papa what John's. Do you, what do you want to do tonight? Uh, get some Domino's. Yeah. Fucking, uh, <laughs> oh. Watch TV and wish we lived in a real city. Yeah. Here's a, here's a here's a judge. Here's a, a little uh, barometer for how shitty your your city is. Okay. If you go to a restaurant, count the number of times you hear Happy Birthday. Because okay? <laughs> in, in fucking Utah, no one goes out to eat unless it's a special occasion. So you go to a fucking Sizzler, you'll hear Happy Birthday. Once every 15 seconds. Every, no one, because the people are so fucking cheap. It's like, oh, it's a big special thing. Let's go pay uh, $7 for a fucking all you can eat buffet at Sizzler. That's what, that's how your shitty little town is. And that's that's how you subsist on your shitty little uh, uh, your rural lifestyle. Whereas we're we're sitting here. Yeah. You're so sophisticated with your dominoes and yeah. your... And okay. your- Domino's, look, Domino's is the best, is the best pizza. I agree. Fa- I'm with you on it. chains. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but I can get that in a beautiful yeah. place, like near Yellowstone. Yeah, except National the, Park. Except all the all the all the mouth breathers over there are thinking, <laughs> oh, let's let's get some let's get some fancy foreign pizza from Little Caesar. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> My dad built a pizza oven. Yeah, because he had to. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, because the yeah. next closest pizza oven's in Los Angeles. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, look. That's uh, that's about. I think that about wraps it up. Although there's one last thing we need to do to truly wrap up this debate. Rocka, do you have a wrap up for us? Yeah. All right. Listen, everybody. <laughs> fucking all you small town fucking hillbillies, all you fucking inbreeds out there. How? Here's in a fucking idea. Modernize. Fucking bring the city to you. Fucking innovate. Yes. Gentrify. Okay. Fucking. 
put up a fucking Starbucks, put up a fucking Whole Foods, start thinking, import some fucking immigrants. That's right. Bring them in, invite them in, give them fucking incentive to come in and fucking grow your little city. I fucking hate the fact that there's like 10 cities in this giant fucking country. Why are you all people just sitting around waiting to die? I fucking, uh, (laughs) by the way, you guys couldn't exist without us. All right. All you fucking little towns. Where would your fucking groceries come from? Where would your fucking the trucks that deliver your shit? Your I don't fucking, know. They grow fucking, them themselves. Th- yeah. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> fucking labor from from dusk till dawn or from dawn till dusk. Like like the fucking uh, pilgrims. Just fucking uh, your ch- have children to help you on the farm. That's the life you want. Fucking live stagnant like the like like in the fucking dark ages. This is my wrap up. I see you're about to talk. All right. This is not this is not Brooklyn. We don't just fucking talk when we want to talk. We, we have segments here we'll in LA. Shoot when we want to shoot. <laughs> All right. Well, where was I going? Oh yeah, your fucking Q-tips, your fucking toilet paper, your fucking uh, your fucking toiletries, everything you fucking use. Fucking folding chairs come from the fucking city. Everything. TV shows that you enjoy, the TV itself, mm-hmm. the fucking video games. Yep. It all came from the big fucking industrial cities. Everyone should industrialize. Jesus Christ. The cultures are dead. <laughs> there is no culture. I saw this uh little Wayne thing where little Wayne was was under fire for saying he's never experienced racism oh what a horrible person saying I'm, I'm a happy guy and I have not experienced racism and this other fo- this football player on the panel with him said well I came from rural Alabama and I'll tell you racism is alive and well and I just wanted to say to the guy like why are you from rural Alabama why why aren't you mad at your parents okay like yeah obviously in a small shitty little town people are so ignorant they're still living in you know in in the past which is exactly where racism belongs in the far distant past Anyway, like, just fucking, like, g- fucking tell your parents they're, they're assholes for having you in a small town. Get the hell out of there. Work hard. And you will become president. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> it's a Rucker wrap-up. Wow. <laughs> All right, Rucka, thank you for that wrap-up. Very, welcome. very spirited. Yeah. Uh, very, very one-sided, I'll very say. Biased, very, yeah. b- very, very biased. Very bi- You think it's biased, Mikey? Very biased. Bias Do we need how? a Mikey a Mikey wrap up? What's nope, a Mikey? Nope, what's an nope. alliteration of that? Yeah, what, what you got, Mikey? Mikey Marco? We, we can have like a mini <laughs> mini debate within the debate. Well, yeah. you really went off the edge with the Alabama thing because I thought was that over the line? All the people having kids can't control where they raise those kids. Like if you're in a financial situation where you can't leave or you've been there your whole life, they're not gonna go anywhere. Like yeah. they can't go well, anywhere how, else. How about this? This is a radical notion, but uh, how about don't have kids if you can't afford them? But even beyond that, I would say, yeah, look, obviously, when you find yourself in rural Alabama, fine. And I get it. It's not easy to just pack up and leave. But the the pride, the oh, I'm I'm proud of being from a rural small town. I'm proud of the fact we have one fucking store in in, in the whole. I'm proud of why. What are you proud of being fucking uh, primitive? What the fuck is anyone (laughs) proud of? I'm proud of living in a giant fucking city. I can meet a new person every day for the rest of my life and barely meet a fraction of the people in this in this beautiful uh, industrialized, well, America, busy city. America was raised on that foundation, like the sock hop, the fifties. Like it would, it, the small town diner feel was what America was, and then L.A. Really? was the big I, time. I never L.A. Knew. was the big time because, and and that's what everyone kind of left it over there. But everything was small town, the comfortable feel, 
the you yeah, know that type I, of thing. I really, and I, then yeah, yeah. I, I had no idea America was built in the <laughs> 1950s. I had no idea that that, that complacent suburban middle class 1950s racist America was uh, what this country is about. You know what this country was built on? Going from the colonies into the big fucking industrial revolution. That's the real American dream. Not fucking Papa knows best, Father knows best, sitting there fucking beating his wife and little Beaver in the. In the suburbs. I was thinking I, more like Back to the Future. I was trying to do that, yeah. that kind of thing. I, I will say this. In, in defense of Leah's side of the debate, there is something charming to the small town life, right? It is a lot, a little slower paced. It is God. safer. You, you, walked out, you walk down the street and you can find that little mom and pop shop on Main Street. That's selling or your mom. Bu- or, or literally your mom. <laughs> selling a bunch of knickknacks and shit. You struggle to buy condoms because you know the pharmacist yeah. and it's your, it's your date's dad. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is there is some charm to that. It's charming. Uh, you know, yeah, you, it's basically one and done. You know, you get laid and that's it. You're marrying that person. <laughs> the dad's like, well, tonight's the night, huh? Yeah, that's it, huh? You want to ring with those He's condoms? Re- <laughs> <laughs> You'd better. Uh, Scanning the condoms. There are different scales, too, of small towns. There are sure. some that are, that are, like I said, in the crossfire of a really cool area of the country that gets visited by a million everyone million everyone mm-hmm. and what, that's a word the uh the good part of those places is is the degree to which they're um you know a city yeah, yeah right. well, that's, no. that's debatable the, i'm sure leah would uh, argue we, that. Did, we had but, the debate and, but, but, and you won maddox the, the, hey, i don't well, know well, well we're gonna like put that. it to, we're gonna put it to vote all right it's a very right. fair show uh <laughs> but i will say this too new york is a little too much for me I, it, it is a concrete jungle you never see sunlight um the tr- public transportation is there but barely. I, what? I, I mean, it's there. But it's, it's like, there. subway. It's there. The subway is leaking all the fucking time. There's rats crawling all over the place. It stinks and it sucks. Nobody said it was clean, but it's there. It's there. It gets you from it A to B. Gets you from A to B. But it's uh, it's loud. It smells. It's dirty, and it's not well kept. I've been to other big cities where the public transportation is amazing, but it's so dense that I don't know if I could live there for very long. Like Hong Kong, for example. Yeah. Hong Kong is one of the most amazing cities on earth. Yeah. I could totally live there for a Hong couple Kong, of years. Hong there, Kong, there's a fucking rock in the middle of the ocean that became a giant, beautiful city. Yeah, Hong Kong is an amazing city with amazing public transportation, but it is so dense oh that God. it becomes it, it, it becomes stressful beyond the point of breaking. My brother lives in Beijing. He can't even breathe. It's yeah. so heavy. You can't even see two feet in front of you. It's so well, disgusting. They got a lot of Chinese people over there going to get, get them the hell out. So it, it, sound, it sounds like the reason you know it sounds like uh it sounds like they are a victim of their own success yeah uh, beijing it's called industrialization hell yeah yeah mm. yeah well, mm. maybe that'll come to montana someday. <laughs> <laughs> hey moving on we've got some quick news headlines a lot of a lot of china is still rural and like not allowed to industrial because the communists in power they only allow certain parts of china to okay. industrialize uh, so it wouldn't be so heavily populated in certain parts if they let everybody spread out. Okay, that's not true. Uh, we've got some <laughs> we've got some quick news headlines. This one's from CNET. Someone shot down a two hundred dollar drone with a three million dollar Patriot missile. Ooh, that's a mistake. Uh, the quadcopter that cost two hundred bucks from Amazon.com did not stand a chance against the Patriot, said U.S. Army General David Perkins. The missile wasn't fired by the U.S., but someone Perkins described as an ally dealing with an adversary. <laughs> Apparently a drone has been the adversary, suggesting that it wasn't a test. The Patriot missiles are radar-guided missiles designed to shoot down other missiles, meaning that they're suited to small, fast-moving targets like drones. However, 
Perkins explained that while the Patriot made short work of the quadcopter, it wasn't very economically sound way of dealing with a malicious drone. A single Patriot missile can cost around $3.4 million, or roughly 2.7 million pounds, or 4.4 million Australian dollars. <laughs> Why is that? What? When are we, since when are we adding Australian currency to this? We never should. We never ne- did. No. We're gonna, I'm going to strike that. That's bullshit. We don't need to. We don't need to have all. We should have the top three currencies, which is what U.S. dollar. No, it's British pound still, but barely because of Brexit. How's your dollar? How's your how's your buck twenty doing, huh? Any reason you're looking at me right now? <laughs> is it a dollar twenty for a pound? Yep, the pound has dropped significantly. It's anywhere from a dollar twenty to a dollar thirty. <gasps> Hell yeah, go Brexit! Mm-hmm. I was yeah. just America in England wins last year. That was yeah. it was a dollar fifty yeah. before Brexit. Mm-hmm. Then Brexit happened, and then all the all the shitheads were like, uh. It's going to rebound, you'll see. You'll see once once England becomes stronger after Brexit, it's going to rebound. But it didn't. It stayed lower. You guys lost 15% of your buying power, you shithead. And then there's all these fucking lobbyists releasing articles saying, uh, because um, the British <laughs> pound is lower, you know, now we have more exports because our products are cheaper. It's like, yeah, but you lost trading power. Idiot. I agree that Donald Trump made the American dollar stronger. Anyway, next story. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of stronger, maybe this is too strong. Here's a here's another story. Vibrator maker ordered to pay out four million dollars for tracking users' sexual activity. Oh you guys hear my about this? God, what? No. Yeah, vibrator maker. Uh-oh. Is there a camera in it? In it? <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. But they do have those. Uh, this oh. is not. This is not that kind. <laughs> this is Jesus. not that kind. I've seen those like those camera. You know, yeah, that the, doctors use. Um, or something to look inside. Is that what you're talking about? Mikey, I'll just say What kind of a camera would you need on a sex toy? You got one. All right, I've seen I've it. I've got one? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, they, they have not them. Not anymore. They, they have them. And basically, I, it's exactly what you think. You know, a dildo cam looks... Oh it's just God. like... Black, pink, black, pink, black, pink, black, pink. That's all. That's the whole thing. Um, but a Canadian manufacturer <laughs> called WeVibe... Collected data about temperature and vibration intensity, revealing intimate information without customers' knowledge. Now, I'm sure this information was anonymized, but it says here, sex toy maker WeVibe has agreed to pay customers up to $10,000 or 6,000 pounds each after shipping a smart vibrator, which tracked owners without their knowledge. Following a class action lawsuit in an Illinois federal court, WeVibe's parent company, Standard Innovation, has been ordered to pay a total of $4 million to owners, with those who use the Vibrator's associated app entitled to the full amount each. Those who simply bought the Vibrator can claim up to $199. The WeVibe 4 Plus, a 90-pound Bluetooth-connected Vibrator, which can be controlled through an app, is marketed as a way to allow couples to keep their flames ignited together or apart. I've heard of these. So basically, you can put a, you can uh, walk around all day with a dildo in you, and your, <laughs> your significant other can text... Right, and I've heard of that too. Yeah, they can text commands your dildo, so it's app-enabled controls can be activated remotely, allowing, for instance, a partner on the other end of a video call to interact. But the app came with a number of security and privacy vulnerabilities, which added up to produce something that many would feel uncomfortable about using. Uh, so yeah, you can you can have that app be controlled by your partner remotely. Well, wait, did this come out before or after the Patriot Act? I'm not sure. Because, why, why do you why do you ask that? Because they're they're collecting information from their customers and didn't the Patriot Act? I'm it's a joke. Oh oh oh! You know what? But I'm not I'm not sure it is because that may be actually constitutional under the Patriot Act is to collect dildo information. <laughs> it says here the app that controls the vibrator is barely secured, allowing anyone within Bluetooth range to seize control of the device. 
So someone could potentially hack your dildo, make it go off inside you, and you could come when you're not, <laughs> when you're not ready to. That's, that's a huge security violation, don't you think? Would you, yeah. feel, would you feel violated if, if, if this dildo went off inside you and you weren't ready for it and it wasn't your partner? Is that Holy cheating? Shit. I don't know. That's, uh, so this is going to open up. Oh, this should be a debate. <laughs> is, re, is remote dildo. Should your dildo be hackable? Is the question? No, well, no. I think most people would say no. No, Mike, I know that's the debate. I'm that's saying, the de- <laughs> Mikey, that sounds like a fuckboy debate. That's a fuckboy debate. Mikey, are you a fuckboy? <laughs> I am not a fuckboy. <laughs> We're gonna put it to the audience to vote. But um, here's know. the thing. Let's say your your dildo gets hacked. All right, and someone <laughs> you think it's your partner is setting it off, and you're like, oh, he's thinking of me, or oh, she's thinking of me. How sweet. What if you're in a meeting? What if you're, you know, walking an old lady across the street and you yeah. have, you might throw her down because you're having more. That sounds like the most dangerous, unsexual, so unsexy. You think so? Wouldn't it be cool if you're sitting in a, in a meeting and you're trying not, you're trying to hide it, right? You're, you, you don't expect it. It goes off when you're doing a presentation and it's like, oh, fuck, I got a vibrator going off inside me. Does it make sound? Well, I mean, depends on how cavernous. <laughs> is this person just walking around with it in there all yeah. day? Yeah, okay. you can do that. Yeah. Oh, so dirty. Well, I mean, I here's the thing. That. Here's the thing, Leah. I, I think you would be an advocate of this living in a Montana, you know, not not ha- not having people nearby. So you'd have to have a remote vibrator. You'd have to have someone in a big city. Since no one has penises out there, apparently. They're, the penises are, are few. And They're scarce out here. Yeah. The penises are the scarce. They're hard to come by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Um, but these vibrators, right? Now, if somebody sets it off inside you, and it's not the Don't person look you at thought, me. <laughs> I was looking at Mikey, <laughs> the resident fuckboy. Yeah, if you, oh my god, that could be a video game, resident, resident fuckboy, fuck resident fuckboy, <laughs> resident fuckboy seven. It's all- <laughs> He's seven. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyway, that that would be an interesting debate. If someone sets it off, is that sexual assault? Anyway, um, so Leah, the the book is Trent. Uh, yes. <laughs> the thank, no dildos. So anyway, uh, we should wrap it up. I'll leave it on that note with the uh, with the dildo story. Very very uh, interesting story. But uh, Leah, a more interesting story I think is the story of Trent, the graphic novel that you worked on. Thank you so much for coming on the show this week. Where can people find Trent? Thank you. It's at uh, you can actually listen to the music for free that that's inside of the book, but um, at www.trentmusical.com. Okay. And you can also there's a link to actually purchase the book. And it's amazing. It's a it's a very unique book. It's yeah. and it's the only one of its kind. And I've seen it. It's on Amazon. And is it in comic yes. book shops as well? Diamond? Yes, distribution? it's in a few. It's in one in Portland and it's in a couple in L.A. A wacko. Oh, but, that's right. Yeah, Wacko Books, and then there's uh, it's probably Powell Powell Bookstore in uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's where it is. But Powell's yeah, Amazon an bookstore and and TrentMusical.com. You can buy it. The illustrations are on point. Thank you. And how, it, three years you said you worked on it. Three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. It's, it's so amazing, good. amazing work. Uh, this is probably the biggest project you've ever worked on, right? Oh, besides Alphabet of Manliness, yes. Besides Alphabet of oh, Manliness? No, no, Ooh. the best comic book in the universe, which we did. Oh, that's Ooh. right. That was about 40 pages. Yeah, that was a good, yeah. that was a good 40 pages or so. Yeah, there's 180. Yeah, well, yeah. When, you're, a, yeah, a when you're working on a, like a big project like this, how many pages are you working on at a time? Are you like, is one day one page or is that, how do you try to space that out? No, I did all the pencils first and then you scan them. So so it's basically, when you're doing a comic book, it's three artists. It's the penciler, it's the inker, and it's the colorist. And so I had to do 
basically all th- I did all three nice. except I had a little bit of color color help but I mm-hmm. still had to fix it. That's a lot of work. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of work. Being able to pencil and ink and color. And those like you said they're three distinct jobs yeah. and they're full-time jobs themselves. Yeah, that's why yeah, it yeah. took so it's long. A lot and, of work. Uh, not only looks amazing but it's got that uh fresh new book uh Ooh. like glossy paper smell. I love that. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, I love dude. That. Smells good. It's oh, a graphic boy. novel that you yeah. can smell. <laughs> so after you're done smelling it, you get a good read. Amen to that. <laughs> and before we go, we should also mention we have some Trump tweets. Donald Trump, thank you for waiting so patiently for us. Thank you for having me, Maddox. Oh, it's an it's an honor again. Uh Donald, uh, you took time out of your busy schedule of tweeting last week to come on the show. Yes. We really appreciate that, but you brought some more tweets to read for us. I have a lot of places to be Maddox but uh, I'm here right now oh thank you so much yeah so uh, yeah do you have anything for us today yes so I tweeted this on March 4th of this year got 36,000 retweets probably more (laughs) probably more (laughs) since then I mean uh, Donald isn't that evidence that there weren't more the number on the actual tweet itself no I think since we printed this out could have could have doubled okay (laughs) okay could have doubled all right Let's see. All right, here comes the tweet right yeah. here. Is it legal for a sitting president to be wiretapping a race for president prior to an election? Turned down by court earlier, a new low. Oh my, wow. wow. Did that actually happen, Donald? Oh, it did. You it's, got It's as real as they come, Maddox, <laughs> and Obama is the lowest of the low. The lowest of the low. So Obama wiretapped you. That's amazing. Do you he have did. any evidence for this? He wiretapped me. He attacked me physically attacked, after I met with he him. Attacked you when I be- yes, when I became president, he kicked my shin as I was walking out of the room. He kicked your shin. Really, really hard. And now I have a protusion. What is <laughs> What is Obama? A little girl? He kicked you in the shin? Really hard, yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Really yes. hard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Donald Trump. No one, no, no sitting president should endure that kind of abuse. I don't think so either. Here's another tweet right here. 28,000. This was the day before 28,000 retweets. Wow. It is so pathetic that the Dems have still not approved my full cabinet. I call them Dems. The, de- the uh, short for Democrats. Yeah, the it's, Dems. it saves yeah. time. Well, you got you know Twitter. You have to make it quick. Yeah, you have you 140 know? characters. So I call them Dems. Yeah, you probably saved countless seconds that you can then spend uh, passing legislation. Is that well, right? I'm trying to save your time. You know, you have other things to do. You're Americans, and oh you know, yeah. Thank you very so, much. Yeah, thank you. Trying uh, to save your time. All right, thank you so much, Donald Trump, for saving us time. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and uh, again, thank you for waiting at the end of the show, the tail end of the show, sitting on that stool uh, very patiently, yeah. very quiet. That's the quietest I've ever yeah. seen Donald Hey, Trump. we're all big fans, by the way. Mad- Maddox especially. He's a big fan. You're a oh, big yeah. fan. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, I wouldn't call myself a big fan. Unless you're talking about me, because I am a big fan of me. That's great. But I'm also a big fan of Leah's. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Leah Tichel. Thank you so much. Yeah. Go to my Twitter. Thank you, <laughs> Mikey Bolts. Thank you. Our audio engineer. And thank you to my power bottom commanding lieutenant moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Yeah. But most of all, you're welcome. Maddox, what do you think I'm doing? Just popping up, hitting them with a fucking Windex bottle full of uh, melted aluminum? No. I got fucking decoys popping up. Think like uh, Home Alone with the fucking Michael Jordan duct tape to a train track, at least like a couple, something like that. Uh, uh, Firecrackers to just like to... uh, 
you know, uh, to distract them, and then maybe some bottle rockets with the sticks broke off. <laughs> Toss those down. They're confused. And then you hit them with, like, a lot of, like, aluminum towards their, like, head area. Uh, so I don't know what the fuck your plan is. I don't know why every time we have these exchanges... You, you act like an idiot. <laughs> wow. That was weird, Matthew McConaughey. Leah. A couple of weeks ago, he proposed a debate topic, which we're going to have on the show at some point, on how to best kill a Terminator T eight hundred without weapons. Ooh. And he has apparently uh, devolved his plan into Home Alone tactics of firecrackers and uh, distracting them with loud noises. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's uh, Weird Matthew McConaughey's plan. Here's another caller who has an idea. Listen to this. Okay, so Weird Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> you're wrong. That is not the best way to fight a Terminator without guns. He's like basically an AI, right? So you have to introduce him to free market capitalism. <laughs> and that way he'll get into debt and he won't be able to fight you because he'll be trying to pay off all of his debt. <laughs> And that's probably what will happen to all artificial intelligence in the future. They'll just get into an enormous amount of debt. Mm. So now you're wrong. Okay. Sounds like another caller call-out. Caller call-out. You got called out, Weird Matthew. Ah, shit. Ah, shit, indeed. And here is David Kirsch's full song that we played earlier. I'll end the episode with this. Thank you all for listening. Here's the song. Hey there, you shithead, everything you do is shitty I'm ashamed to say I know you, cause your life is such a pity Yes it is So eat my ass, choke on my jizz On my jizz I just want my t-shirt, I don't want your fucking mad bucks You try so hard to be a shill, but each one of your ads sucks whoop de doo Hearts don't blow as hard as you Oh yeah, it's true Oh, suck my fucking tea 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 I mean literally Pineapple and citrus and coughing turns into wheezing So allergic to your bullshit I am literally sneezing Oh, it's you I'll beat you dead with your own shoes Also, fuck you Hi, my name is Maddox And uh, this is how I talk Uh, this impression's accurate Because my mouth is full of cock Uh, yes it is Something jazz. Uh. Oh, suck my fucking tea. 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 I mean literally Dave asked me to sing this part And you have smelly ammo fart You're the majorette in your own one-man parade Drowly gozeo, what the fuck? It's clear that you're a beta cuck But your accent's funny, I guess you're okay 
old Matthew McConaughey, I love you, will you be my bae? Let's Eiffel Tower, bad hombre, swear it's not gay. Shout it to Rambe, what's up all you bitch bitch sucker? Shouts out to Mucky Bolts and even more shouts out to Wrecker, what a do. Vacuums don't suck as much as you. I'm throwing balls here at the zoo. I'm literally dying with fuck. Oh shit. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, suck my fucking teeth. 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 forget to subscribe to Madcast shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs>